We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. State Senator Sean Ryan. Senator, it's uh, it's been a while. How was your summer? Oh, a great summer. Uh, great summer in, in western New York. Uh, we know how to do summer here. It is the, I'm telling you, there's no other uh, place in the country you want to be uh, for those three months out of the year. Uh, Senator, it's been a um, it's been a crazy, not a crazy week, it's been a busy week. And uh, starting with this new legislation for early voting, explain to our listeners what changed um, with this new law on Thursday. So to the, the, the changes uh, in voting, you know, we made changes regarding voting. Uh, elections and when you know when we're going to do local local elections so you know the big picture on this is that we don't have a great voter turnout in in new york state really in the country so we keep trying to do things to make it so we get more people to vote but we did notice that on the the even years there's a whole heck of a lot of turnout and that's the year that either the president or the governor's up and on the odd years the turnout falls by about 50%. So some light bulbs went on and said, well, what if we switch the local elections to the even years and will we get some more turnout? So we passed that bill through this year and it's on the way to the governor, uh, you know, for a signature. Now, the, the, the turnout situation, I understand that because obviously there is no turnout like a presidential election. Um, but what about, you know, the focus does these local elections would lose focus, as some are saying, that these local elections would lose focus if they now have to compete with the president or with congressional races. And when they're in those odd years, you really can focus on the mayoral uh, elections or this year, the county executive election. It just doesn't really hold water with me. I mean, so would the same argument be that, well, the, it should be state elections we're focusing on. So don't do the presidential along with the state. Um, I think there's always ways to make your voice uh, in, in your issues uh, heard. So I just don't agree, agree with that premise at all. I mean, I mean, just look at your own station and you carry all the local issues, uh, all the state issues. doesn't matter who else who else is on the ballot. Um, but really, what's the most important thing? Is it getting more people out to vote, increasing participation? I think that's you know, that's the most important thing. And, you know, this sort of argument that, oh, I don't want to be on the same ballot as the governor because maybe people won't hear my issues. Um, I think the most important thing is to getting more people voting. We also saw that um, 
mail-in voting has been expanded. It used to be an absentee ballot. Now, any excuse, you can get a ballot. How will that process work um, in the next election if you wanted a mail-in ballot? It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's not, not that different. So the change is that we allow people now vote by mail during the early, early voting period. We just make it part of early voting. You know, and it's shown to work. Voters like convenience and, uh, you know, early voting has, has proven successful because um, it always comes down to everybody in America intends to vote until Election Day comes and their boss holds them over at work. They have to work extra, you know, a toothache, has to go to the dentist, kid gets sick, something something always always comes up. So early voting voting by mail, primarily a, a very good thing. If you remember during the pandemic, when we were really struggling to figure out elections, we mailed everyone a ballot and a self-addressed stamp envelope to send it back, mostly for school boards elections. But we had the highest turnout we've ever seen for those elections. So I think voters want a choice. Let's give them a menu of choices to, to get people to the polling place. Because um, it, it can't can't be bad for democracy having people vote, and that's you know when people have complained about well if you switch the dates of these elections to this year, uh, you know you you know fill in the blank. Uh, but my retort is always the same: is so you know you're arguing against you know more people uh, voting. And if you look just at an example like Amherst. You know, in, in 2020, about 68,000 people came out in Amherst to vote. The following year, about 30,000 came out. So, boy, I, I'd like to have a democracy where we get 70,000 people voting as opposed to 30,000 people voting. Now, with the mail-in voting, and I, I think most people agree, I, that I think all people agree that you want as many people to exercise their right to vote. I would say that we also want people to be informed on who's running, not just what parties are running. Um, but with sure. the with the mail-in vote, because I, I heard the governor give this excuse, uh, and I heard you you just said it about you know, the person that gets held up at work. And, you know, as someone who early, in my early radio career was working from 8.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., I still found a, a, a way to vote. But with this new mail-in voting, would the law that employers have to give employees time to vote on Election Day, would there really be a need for that law anymore? I would say that we need to keep as many menu options as possible uh, to make it so you know nobody doesn't have a chance to vote. So you know, go to your example. You know, long, We're open a long time. But, you know, if you plan on voting after work and suddenly you can't vote after work because you got to work a double, uh, that eliminates your opportunity. So I think as long as we give people as many options beforehand so it doesn't just lead up to Election Day as, as the make or break. This is your only chance. And if you get held over at work, then you can't vote. Um, so I, I think it's good just to keep just to keep as many menu options um, as as possible. You know, we're in a changing society, right? I mean, we were operating under voting rules that were put into effect during the Depression. It's changed a lot since then. So I think it's good that we just keep opening it up. And if you go to the early voting centers, lots of times it, it's seniors. They're getting their voting over early. They're going shopping. And this is just on their list to do that day. 
And they'll tell you that they, they like it. It's a convenience. Um, and they said it makes it so there's no excuse, you know, not to vote. Um, but, it, but it's a challenge, Joe, like you said. I, you know, you had to work extra. You still found a way. Um, but that doesn't seem to transfer to, to a lot of those, the voters. So, you know, we can't make it difficult for them. And of of course, I have my issues with um, with mail in voting. This is not the platform for my my opinion. But I will say, early voting, the last two elections I've gone to, I think they're very well run, and uh, I'm glad that option is there. Uh, you know, I I am all for people voting. Um, but you know, back on the early, the odd and even years, because this is a question I had, and of course, I glossed right over it. and I apologize for that. But you know. Okay, we get more more turnout, and I don't disagree with you when it comes to more turnout. However, yeah. you know the issues I do think are important, and I think if you have more elections, and I want your take on this, if you have more elections in an, in one year because you're moving all of them over, don't you have more people just voting party line? And, and I mean, yes, we have the, the 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 parties, but wouldn't we want people to be voting for the person instead of the party? Never really thought of it that way. That you know somehow the voter will be. So, so fatigued, they would just blindly vote down the line. Um, I, I give voters, I guess, more credit uh, than that. You know, in the same year that the president's on the ballot, well, so is your state assembly member. Um, and it seems like we're able to discern and to get the, the message out. So I don't really view that as a problem. Uh, some years there's a lot on the ballot. Some you know, there, there's a little on the ballot, but if you think about how we run elections in New York State, you know, there's a village election, there's a school board election, there's primaries, there's generals, and then next year you, you do it all again. And we usually have a big turnoff of voters after the presidential year, because I think a lot of people are like, holy cow, we just voted. Like, we're back to the voting booth again? And, you know, you see it reflected. So I think getting people to vote is the primary purpose. Um, And then if we have to then work on voter education and that candidates themselves have to figure out ways to express themselves to the voters differently, so be it. But getting people to participate, I think, is the primary uh, concern. And we can address the other concerns, certainly, uh, as we move along. Final voting question. Uh, the governor sure. also voiced support for same-day res- uh, same registration. Uh, how do you feel about that, and what's the likelihood of that passing? Same-day registration you know, does get kind of tricky from an administrative perspective. So when you go to the voting booth or the early voting booth, your name's already in the tablet. We know you're a, a registered voter. You presented um, all your papers. We know where you live. So just having someone walk in that day without having registered is really going to create a potential snafus. So I think it's something we should look at, but we really got to figure out how in the heck are we going to you know, figure out you know, who folks are if they're not in anybody's uh, system. It will certainly make it harder to, you know, call elections. Right now, with how we have the system in Erie County, you know pretty quick after the polls close what the election results are. It's all online. Uh, But if you have early voting with people who have never registered, 
it's going to take days after to sort of figure out if these people were proper uh, voters. So I think it's something we should look at, we should endeavor towards. But I would say the devil's in the detail uh, on that one. But but to pivot back, I, I think you said you visited an early voting location. Uh, the last two elections, I've, I've yeah, I voted in the early early elections. Yeah, I, I've never voted early, but I've gone to see them, and I was really surprised at, at how smooth and, and efficient it was. Yeah, I mean the the fact that I was you know I, I walked in, it was no slow, it was no you know it was just as fast as if I had gone the day of election. They printed my ballot out, and I thought it went really well. Um, and you know what, Senator, I will admit. I used to be against early voting, so I, I have gone 180 on that um, and to the point where I even take advantage of it because, you know, you, you, you get older, you get more responsibilities, you, th- you say, hey, my, my vote's not going to change. Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to miss it because then it's like, oh, what if I do get stuck at work? Let's, let's, let's do it today instead of, you know, making sh- just so we can make sure. For the, for the record, I've missed one election day, and that's because I didn't get my registration in on time when I was 18. So I haven't missed an election since 2006. Well, good for you. I'm sure that, you know, this sound, I would guess your parents took you to the voting booth when you were a child. My Oh, yeah. I got to go in the old school uh, voting machines back in the day. Uh, and I, was, I really think. I think that's one of the big keys, you know, to you know making voters is that if you're if you take your child or a relative to the voting booth, it really starts setting the, the pattern. I remember distinctly going in, you know, with my mom to Harry S. Truman Elementary School and her explaining how it works and pulling that curtain close. Um, it, it's something that sticks with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Final question, something that we're um, focusing a lot here with the um, county executive uh, election coming up. But the migrant issue here in New York State, obviously, it's an issue all throughout the country. uh, But we we saw it firsthand here in Erie County. What's your take on it and and what needs to be done at a state and at a federal level uh, to deal with the issue that we are seeing in New York City and here in Erie County? Yeah, I mean, this is a real example of, you know, federal policy that's broken, and then it it floats down to the states and the locals to deal with. But what we can deal with is people who come to our our community. You know, we we can't deal with stopping people, um, you know, from coming into America or regulating that. I mean, the Congress can't even agree on how to fund the federal government. Uh, let alone to put together a comprehensive immigration plan. So what we're seeing, I think, is going to become close to a permanent thing unless the federal government finally steps up uh, and and does its job. I mean, if you think about the train wreck of the Department of Homeland Security, I mean, you can barely get a passport as an American citizen. Um, If you can't figure out how to do that, Good luck trying to figure out how to deal with migrants coming into the country, asylee speakers coming into the country. I get calls all the time. I'm leaving the country in four months, and I need my passport renewed. And I say, oh, my gosh, don't send your passport in. You're never going to get it back. You have to go through all these hoops to get a special appointment. Um, So I think it's just an example of how broken the Department of Homeland Security is. And then if you go back to, you know, most of the migrants coming into Western New York are people seeking asylum. You're not going to get an asylum hearing for 10 to 15 uh, years. So those are the conditions of the playing field. And now we just have to deal with it. 
because we can't change any of that. Do you think this is something that, you know, because it does seem to be a left versus right uh, versus right thing, as so many things tend to be here in the, uh, uh, in 2023. I mean, is this something where we could find a part uh, a bipartisan agreement, some kind of compromise between the two parties? Only in only in Washington. And we have not been able to get a comprehensive immigration bill passed. I don't know, 30 years. Um, you know, every other country tinkers with their immigration policies constantly to reflect different conditions and our economy, different conditions in the world, um, you know, but not the United States. We just make this a sort of a tennis ball going back and forth about whose immigration policies are right. But one thing for sure, how we run our immigration policy in America is quite, quite uh, broken right now. So, you know, people say, oh, you should go back to special session and all we need to fix this. That's just political noise you know, with no solutions. Uh, we, we can't fix what's going on on the border, but we can react to it. So I think we should react to it by figuring out if people are coming into Erie County, figuring out how to make sure people can work as quick as possible. We have a labor shortage. Make sure kids get into schools, people get into apartments. Uh, you know, that's what we can do. But we can't stop the, the flow, um, you know, coming in. In Erie County, it's been relatively light. There's only about 500 people coming in. And just in context, you know, we settled more folks from Afghanistan last year uh, than the number of new migrants in here uh, right now. So the number is pretty small, uh, but we got to figure out, you know, how to deal with, with, with those people. And I think the federal government announcing that Venezuelans can get work permits, that should help a lot because my data shows over half of the adults who are now in Erie County living in hotels are from Venezuela. So that could make it so people can quickly go out into the workforce. You know, employers are, are dying for more employees. So hopefully that'll uh, alleviate uh, some of the problems. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 